At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSEN. Okay, hide your wife, hide your kids. Do you like a fired up Michael Lombardi on a Friday? I hope you do, oh, because that's what you're about to get as we welcome you in. Lombardi Line, happy Friday. I'm Patrick. Of course, he is Michael Lombardi. This is VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. What's cracking, my man? You feeling good? I feel great, Patrick. Yeah, happy Friday to you. Uh, I'm excited for the weekend. Uh, you know, everything seems to be going good. <laughs> I thought the game last night was entertaining. You know, it was a game. Uh, it was an entertaining game, and uh, uh, I was fortunate enough to get up early, wrote about it this morning for vcin.com, so we'll see where we go from there. I'm excited. It's awesome. College football, Saturday, Sunday. Yes, sir. Okay. I get accused of kissing your ass sometimes, and I don't really, literally don't care what people think of me, so I'm going to do it again. You've got a new template that you're releasing on Fridays for vcin pros, okay? It's kind of like a grab yeah. bag. What you do is you go through Thursday night football, then you do power ratings of the teams, the quarterbacks, and then you look at a positional as far as offensive defensive coordinator matchup you like. That drops on Fridays. I read it this morning. Well done. Sorry I had to kiss your ass on that. Thank you. That's okay, Patrick. I, I appreciate you promoting well, it. Hey, I think hey what's wrong with a little positivity? And, and it, Let me ask you a question. With, with people, social media is just a freaking race to the bottom so in a cesspool. I come around and I'm like, dude, this guy's doing good work. I pump you up a little bit. People are like, oh, all you do is kiss his ass. No, this is good information, especially going into the weekend on NFL's, uh, on NFL Sunday. By the way, let's, let's start on a, a happy note before we get to the game from last night. A couple of milestones. One... Uh, September 23rd, 2001, your remembrances. Mo Lewis crushes Drew Bledsoe. Tom Brady replaces him, and he also rewrites history in the process. What's your remembrance of September 23rd, 2001? Well, it's a state holiday here in New Jersey because it is the boss's birthday. So that's that. That's where September 23rd yes. always starts and ends with me. I mean, let's face it, without the words and the wisdom coming from Asbury Park, I, I would have never been able to, to to cross Highway 9. So I appreciate that always on this day. But, you know, to me, it's so serendipitous, the fact that Mo Lewis was a player that Belichick and I wanted to draft in Cleveland, that we really wanted to. And the doctor in Cleveland, the great John Bergfeld, who was a wonderful man, had believed that he had a, a spot on his femur that was going to create a long-term problem for him. So he was a medical reject for us off our board. Devastating. We did, you know, and he goes in the third round. 
And for him to come all the way circle back and be the guy who causes the injury and then allows Brady to take over is somewhat, you know, the world is really kind of a close place, right? And so it's uh, it, it, that's what I remember and, and how it, it is very serendipitous that it starts this way. And look, we've seen it before. I mean, poor Wally Pip, he just couldn't play that game. The next thing you know, Lou Gehrig's in the ball game. And that's what happened to Drew Bledsoe. Once Brady got his chance, it was over. Tom Brady, 21 years ago, also a milestone stone 21 years ago, Bruce Springsteen turned 52. As you mentioned, you know why I know that? Because today he turned 73. Man, life, yeah. life flies, man. If you think about that, right? He was 52 when Can Brady started. That? Now he's 73. I know. I mean, and it feels like yesterday. I mean, that it was just, I, I, I literally was putting Born to Run on a turntable. Now, nobody even knows what the hell that is today. But I mean, you know, like, where did that song come from? So anyway, time does fly. It really does. And when you have grandchildren like Millie and I have, it seems to go why way too fast. Because I thought Dominic was just born the yesterday and now he's in kindergarten. And he's doing advanced algebra. Um, one thing we do know about that, that's the king. Trust me. One thing we do know is as Bruce embarks on an international tour and Tom Brady continues to play the position at 45, we take a lesson before we move on to the betting on this Friday show. Uh, age ain't nothing but a number. Now it's more of a reality than ever, right? Look at Bruce and look at Tom. No, no doubt. And you can improve your life as you get older and you can have second careers and third careers. I think it is. It's really a commentary on on that. But as Mike Palm said yesterday, sometimes we misjudge. You know, not not all the people are the same with the same passion to be great. One of the things I, I, I was asked this on a podcast this week, a business podcast that I did uh, with the guys at Ritz-Holtz Management, wonderful guys, Josh Brown and Michael Batnick. I did their podcast and and they asked me, like, what makes Brady so good? And I said, well, it's the same reason why Springsteen's so good. It's because Springsteen was never chasing fame and fortune. He was just wanted to be great. That's what he says in a document. I just wanted to be great. And Brady's the same thing. I just wanted to be great. And he got his opportunity on September 23rd. Well, happy 21 to Tom Brady and happy 73 to Bruce Springsteen as we move it along here on a Friday edition of the Lombardi Line. Takeaways from last night, okay? Goes over the total, 38 closer, 29-17. They cover the four. A lot happened late in this game for betters, especially teasers. We'll get to that in a second. But let's start with the Browns, as Stephen Bond said, and your takeaways. I thought Brissett was decisive and very effective on third downs. You know, I I think this, to me, and I think what Mike Tomlin said after the game was, as we watch football on television and we assess it from our chairs, there's two things to always assess. Who's in the lead and who's in control? And even though the Browns went into halftime down 14-13, to 13, they were always in control of the game. And the control started and ended with Nick Chubb. I think last night was, and I wrote about this today for VEASAN, was a complete documentary on how to manage the quarterback position when you don't want them to participate in the game. The Browns had the ability to use Chubb, which made Brissett very effective. And how did they make him effective? Okay, so when they were in 11 personnel, spread you out, they would spread out 11. The Steelers stayed in their base because they were scared to death of nickel runs. And so that by staying in their base, and Joku had all those catches in their zone. That's why they were getting all those catches in zone. And then when they went into double tight ends and the two tight ends, they were able to to get Chubb going, and then they could throw the ball, which was the big pass play to Cooper late in the game. So the game was easy for Brissett because of Chubb. Chubb was the straw that stirred this drink. And I'm not taking anything away from Brissett. He made very good, accurate throws. He didn't have to throw the ball down the field. His yards per attempt wasn't great. Protected the football, and he converted those third and shorts, which is critical. Four or five on fourth down. If a Cooper catches the ball, it's five for five. And, you know, he was able to sneak the ball for first downs. So give him all the credit in the world. Nick Chubb goes over the rush prop, 113 yards on the ground, 23 rushes. Let's talk about Stefanski and the viability of this formula moving forward. Look, they've got Atlanta next week. They're 2-1. and one. It's a Browns team that obviously should be 3-0. and oh. uh, Your thoughts on how Stefanski has kind of organized this with Brissett? Well, I think he has done a really good job of managing Brissett and controlling him. Now, he can't get behind in games, right? 
So that's the key. And and they have been very good in in, in not doing that. They've been very good in the first quarter not giving up points and in the fourth qu- and third quarter not giving up points. So that's been really helpful to them. But I don't think even if they get behind in a game, they're going to change who they are. I think he knows he's married to a play-action bootleg scheme. He knows it. Now, what happens if they get to the playoffs? That's a whole different story, and Watson will be back. But this style that they're playing, because of Chubb's effectiveness, because they're hard to play in a run game, they're Stanford, if you will, right? They're playing the game like Stanford did when Stanford was good. And I think that the, it, it, the formula can work in a regular season venue. It really can. And it worked last night. Now, when the level of comp increases, and if they play a team that can score and flow the game and force the tempo of the game to change, then it becomes a little more problematic. For prop players, and you mentioned Njoku, 10 targets, 9 receptions, 89 yards. Is this something that betters should continue to look out for? Those little sit-down-in-the-zone Completion, completion, completion for Njoku. Right. So, no, I, I would not. I would say, no, th- it's all going to be game specific. Here was Tom- Tomlin's, and I don't talk to Mike Tomlin, but from watching the game, here's Mike Tomlin's game plan. We're going to get not, we're going to try to stop Chubb. We're going to limit his yards per attempt. We're going to try to get him into some fourth down. We're not going to give up a big play. And we're going to keep the ball in front of us, right? Going into the game, the Steelers have played 180 plays already. The Browns, after three games, haven't even played 180 plays on defense. So Tomlin's trying to not give up the big play, not let the game get away from him, and he was managing it perfectly. He's he's up 14-13, right? He's up there. But once they made a couple plays, it got away. I I, I think he is smart in how he's approaching it. However, he's going to need a little bit more offense to continue going down this way. But not every team is going to defend them the way Pittsburgh did. Pittsburgh wanted to make sure they stopped Chubb with their base front on the team. So they were in a lot of 34s and nickel sets and in other formations, which to me was why they were able to make all those easy throws. I don't think teams will do that as much. Plus, I think teams will want to get into more of a man-to-man game against Cleveland. Everybody was talking under, of course, this game open 40 and a half. We can throw up John, you and our partner, BetMGM. It closed 37 and a half, 38, couple shops, 38 and a half. What was fascinating before the debacle at the end, you had the Browns up 23, 17. So you add that up. It's a total of 40 points and nailed the opener and then chaos ensued at the end there, Michael. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, you know, the one turnover when they try to run that stupid, you know, that play, and then the next thing you know, it goes in the end zone. Uh, It's just, you know, I mean, that's what makes betting and being right in the NFL so damn hard, right? It's it's just a, it's an impossible to have fine perfection or to get on a hot streak, you know? And so I think that ultimately, you know, that's another lesson learned there. But I think the deeper issue here is Mike Tomlin said after the game, there's no way he's changing quarterbacks. He's sticking on it. I thought we handicapped the game pretty good yesterday. Trubisky throwing the ball outside, jump ball situation. It's, they're just not going to be able to score enough points with Trubisky playing quarterback. They're just not. I don't know if Kirk Herbstreet, and you probably had the volume down, I don't know if he is Mitchell Trubisky's agent, but he kept on highlighting that he was making great throws. Those throws add up to an average of five and a half. So when, when we come back, yeah. we have to talk about... I mean, I mean, go ahead. Look, go ahead. They, they got, you know, everybody's so positive. I mean, and, and you know. It's well, let's just, be negative on the way back. Why not? Bad. Why not? Steelers. Yeah. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. 
From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on v Featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, start your football season on the right foot. Become a VEASAN pro. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe to do so. It's $175 through the Super Bowl right now, so it's a great deal. As I mentioned at the onset, you can get Michael Lombardi's grab bag on Friday, the exclusive articles, pro tools, pro picks at a glance, pro tips, everything we offer, including the betting splits, which are a part of the tools. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe. That's vsin.com slash subscribe. Okay, we took a look as we welcome you back on a Friday. Hey, fellas, back in the control room. I'm hearing an echo coming from the control room. We'll get that squared away. Thank you. As as we welcome you back, Michael Lombardi there. I'm Patrick Maher here. Okay, we took a look from the Browns' perspective, Michael Lombardi. Let's transition over to the Steelers. They were in the mix. You know, the defense was feisty. Mm-hmm. And then you just watched yeah. the quarterback play the position and Trubisky you called it in your grab bag. You called it a college offense. Let's start there. Well, I mean, it is. I mean, look, the, the, and, and this is not, I'm not being disrespectful to Matt Canada. He's doing what he feels like is what, what Trubisky can do. You know, half field reads, throw it here, throw the ball down the field. Tell me one throw that, was pro- that he had to make that was a challenging throw. He didn't. Because they know if he has to process, if he has to go back there and read the coverage and go from one feet side to the other or take the check down or hold the ball, it, it, it's turnover waiting to happen. They are truly managing it. Now, why are they not as successful managing Trubisky as the Browns are managing Brissett? Well, they don't have Chubb and they don't really, the offensive line can't get control of the game. So, you know, the, I mean, the Browns were putting nine guys down there. They were playing court. They were coming down as fast as they could with their safeties to just be, get involved. Now, I will say this. The Steelers, their skill players are really good. I mean, with Pickens, that one-handed catch, remarkable. Johnson drops a, a throw that Trubisky put right on him that he shouldn't have done. But, I mean, they've got skill. Fryermuth is really good. It's just they can't get enough out of the quarterback. And they can't generate enough power in their offensive line to get going, to get that run game going, you know? And so, therefore, they – and then when they get into third down, it's a disaster for them because they can't convert third downs because why? The game's moving too fast for Mitchell. And then they've got a punt, and that's why they don't have the ball. That's why the Steelers are playing double headers on defense. Najee Harris, 15 rush, 56 yards. That average continues to be low. The offensive line is subpar, but you mentioned a lot of skill on the outside. Uh, delivering the ball to the outside is Mitchell Trubisky. Let's talk about him and let's have a frank conversation. Tomlin said today there is no, or last night after the game, there's no decision to be made. He's not making a change at quarterback. What would Michael Lombardi right. do here? I would say, look, Mike, I would go in there and have a conversation. Look, I, I understand the plan. I get it. And I'm not there for practice to see Pickett. But as I wrote about, the road with Mitchell Trubisky's on is the road to nowhere. Like, we're not getting anywhere here. And eventually, the team's going to lose confidence. The team's going to feel like, okay, where are we? You can already feel it with Pickens. You know, I'm open all the time. Nobody gets me the ball. You know, I mean, that's just where we are. And I think, to me, aren't we better off learning about our team and our player that we spent a first-round pick? Look, this is not 1970 where he was running the wishbone at Oklahoma and we're trying to get him used to running pro offenses. Pitt ran the offense. I mean, we know this. So we saw Mac Jones do it last year. We saw guys that have been trained to play 
can actually come in the NFL. Davis Mills did it. Like, wh- why can't we move this further along? I-, I-, I think there's a, as Al Davis would often say, look, I'm not looking to be consistent. I'm looking to be correct. I mean, let's get, let's stop with the consistency here. I just don't see the upside with Mitchell. I really don't. And I, and I think I laugh at this. Well, he went to Buffalo and Buffalo got him straightened out. Seriously? Like, when you say that, that shows you how little you know about football. Like, when you say that, it just really shows you have no knowledge of the game. Like, you're just repeating what somebody said. Like, he didn't get better at Buffalo. He's the same guy he was in Chicago. He's exactly the same. He can't process. He can't read it. If it doesn't go the way it was scripted, it's never going to work. It's, this is not going to change. This is going to go on for time immemorial. This is lunacy. This is He's six seasons in. He ain't changing. And listen, this right. is not to degrade Mitchell Trubisky. He's going to be he's going to make a ton of money for 10 more years in the NFL as a backup. We're not degrading the kid. He's a wonderful talent. He's just not a starter. He's not one of 32 on the planet. That's just the way it is. Right. And I and I would say as a backup, I, I would not want him because I think he needs reps to play. Like he needs the reps to play it. And what you want with the backup is a guy that doesn't really need a lot of reps, that he can cough twice and go in the game and make a couple throws. Now, you know, will he run around and make plays with his feet? Sure. And will he look like, oh, when he's on the move and he makes the throw like the first play of the game and he hits the guy? Okay, great. But there's not enough sustainability with this. By the fourth quarter, you've run out of offense. It has to be deflating for the team as well. Almost similar to what we saw as far as the reaction from the 49ers and Garoppolo. There has to be that sense, at least with Pickett. First round draft pick played very well in the pre. At least with him, there's an unknown ceiling. We know the Mitchell Trubisky ceiling. Right. I mean, we do. That's my point. The road with Mitchell is going nowhere. We're not getting anywhere. Now, we're not good enough on, but I'll tell you, they're scrappy as hell. You know, they made a play in the kicking game. They got the ball at midfield. They blocked that punt. They did exactly what we said. They got to play on a shorter field. They kicked field. They missed the field goal, but, you know, the wind blew that. I mean, they're playing as well as you can play for till you get into the fourth quarter when all of a sudden, you know, they had three first downs in the fourth quarter. They couldn't convert a third down in the fourth quarter. Well, why is that? Why, why am I obsessed with the fourth quarter? Because the fourth quarter declares whether you can or you can't. When they know I have to throw it, when they're preparing for me to throw it, I can't make a throw. That's why the fourth quarter is so important. It's almost like I remember watching Mitchell as a bear against the Lions. That first drive was always in fuego. I mean, he was great because it was scripted. Always good. Then when things started to progress. And it went the way he practiced it. Right. right. It went the way, okay, here's what we're going to do, Mitchell. They're going to play this coverage to this formation. We're going to motion this. He'll take it, and here's where you want to throw the ball. Okay, I got it. Now let me practice it Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Okay, I got it. I'm not knocking Mitchell. It's it's an instinct. You have to kind of – it becomes road. It's how do you learn the game? How do you learn the game? And that's unfortunately how he does it. You want to take a stab early window next Sunday, the Jets at Pittsburgh. You want to take a stab on the number? I would say Pittsburgh a point and a half. Three and a half. Three, that is a tricky spot for Pittsburgh. The Jets, a little underrated right now. Three and a half feels heavy. It does. But again, you know, again, there's that, you know, who's going to play? Is it going to be Zach or is it going to be Flacco? Will the Jets be able to protect on a, on, a, on a road field? And will Flacco turn the ball over? I mean, look, five turnovers in week one is the reason that the, they were able to beat the Bengals. They only got one turnover against the Patriots, and last night they couldn't get the ball out. They're going to need, as we said on the show, they need extra possessions. Like, they're not beating anybody in the National Football League, including Seattle, without extra possessions. They're just not going to do it. They need them. And even with the extra, they didn't get one last night. You know, they they ran the ball for 104 yards, the most rushing yards they've had all season, but they couldn't make plays in the passing game. They just can't get it done. I mean, against New England, they had 152 yards passing, and I would say early in the game in the thir- second quarter, they got about 50 of them because they were able to convert some third and longs. Okay, let's move forward with these two teams, and we'll start with the Browns. We're going to get to Tim Murray with some college coming up in about seven minutes here on the Lombardi line. Let's move forward with the Browns, uh, where you stand on them, what you saw from them last night, 
coming off a game where all three phases struggled, specifically late. Emotionally, they're down. Stefanski gets them back up, and they win 29-17. Browns moving forward. You know, I'm not sold on the Browns defensively. I think their style of play offensively is they know who they are. They're really good. I mean, they get it, right? Uh, I think Miles Garrett wasn't 100% last night. I think that's pretty clear. Pittsburgh did a great job, tribute to Mike Tomlin and the staff, of trying to take him out of the game, which they did. How always had a tight end over there to chip him and all that. I'm not sold at the Browns when they play against an elite passer, and this is going to be a great test in two weeks when they play the Chargers, Patrick. Are they going to be able to hold up in the secondary? I don't know that. I mean, I thought last night if Johnson catches the ball, Pickens made a few plays, you know, it's all about what quarterbacks – like, you can't evaluate the Browns' defense so far this season from a, from a passing game standpoint because, you know, they played Mayfield in the first game, they played Flacco in the second, and they played Trubisky. They haven't played a quarterback yet. Now they're going to play Mariota in week four. They haven't played a quarterback. We'll see how they handle the Los Angeles Chargers when they host them at home in a couple weeks. I mean, that's going to be the really key game to see if they're good enough on defense and can they hold up to a really good passing game. Steelers moving forward have a minute, and when does Pickett start? What week? Uh, I, I, Mike, I think unless the owner's going to tell Mike what to do, I don't think he's going to start. Look, I think the Steelers are going to have to man- – every game's going to have to try to be close, get it to the fourth quarter, and win by a field goal. I mean, that's going to be their recipe, and they can't turn the ball over. They cannot turn the ball over. going to be hard. It's a hard way to live. It's a hard way to live. got to play a certain be- style, and one mistake, you're out. I'd be shocked if the Roonies told Tomlin what to do. Don't be. They've done it before, Patrick. Some of those okay. Bruce Arians got fired. Bruce Arians that's, got that, fired off that staff. That That is fair. When will we see Pickett is the question. When will we see Tim Murray, college football, VSIN? That's next. Deep dive here at Lombardi Line. Listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Hey, BetMGM customers, do you have a friend? If so, here's a chance for both of you to earn $50 in bonuses when you sign up with the BetMGM Refer a Friend program. Just sign into your BetMGM account. It's simple. Then you're going to see the little link. You click it. You send your friend a note. When they sign up, you each get 50 bucks. It's that simple. It's the king of sports books, and it's free cash. Once your friend places a bet with their bonus, the wager is settled. It's 21 years or older, and if you have a gambling problem, it's 1-800-GAMBLER. Okay, we got you back here on a Friday Lombardi line. Hope you're doing well. Uh, if you go to vsin.com right now, you can see GM Shuffle, the podcast. You're also going to see new podcasts. One that's absolutely killing it is the College Football Betting Podcast hosted by Tim Murray. You know Tim. He's our colleague here. Prime Primetime with Sean King. New time, 6 to 9 p.m. Eastern time. Killing it there as well. And we got a couple of minutes with Tim Murray here. Let's start with the early window. First off, thank you, Tim. Hope you're doing well. Let's start with the early window. Clemson, Wake. This is a huge spot for Wake. Two 3-0 and teams. Number open six and a half. Bet up to seven. Clemson laying it on the road. Sam Hartman is officially back. So this is interesting as we look at this matchup. Yeah, what a huge spot. And uh, thanks, guys, for having me on. Uh, for Wake Forest, you know, this is a home opportunity but the way I look at this game, guys, is I just – it's a really bad matchup, in my opinion, for Wake Forest. They kind of run this slow read option type of offense. And when you're going up against arguably the best defensive line in the entire country, uh, it just doesn't work all that well. And I saw uh, a crazy stat about the, the, the quickness of Clemson jumping on Wake Forest since Dave Clawson has taken over at Wake Forest. He's done a phenomenal job there in Winston-Salem. However, against Clemson, he's been outscored 100 to 10 since 2014 in the first quarter. And you look back at last year, guys, last year was the most gettable Clemson team in my eyes, right? They lost two games in conference. They, uh, they lost to Georgia. Three regular season games is almost unheard of with the way that this team has been playing lately. And what did they do against Wake Forest, a team who ultimately played for the ACC championship? They beat them by three touchdowns. So my worry about laying the seven is the offense. Can the offense really get going for Clemson, which has its, uh, has its issues uh, with DJ Uyunglele as their quarterback? But I think the defensive line is such a massive uh, advantage for Clemson. Uh, they're going to have an emotional uh, pickup with, uh, with the return of Brian Barisi, who uh, you know, is coming back from, uh, from family 
tragedy last week. So uh, I do like Clemson in this spot. And and one other note, there's no home field advantage in my eyes at Wake Forest. This place is going to be, what, 50% Clemson fans there in Winston-Salem. So uh, I actually did lay the seven uh, with Clemson. I'm a bit surprised, though, that the market hasn't ticked north of seven. So we'll see how this all plays out. But I just think in my eyes, guys, this is a really tough matchup for Wake Forest to to do what they like to do offensively. Hey, Tim, thanks for ha- thanks for being here. Uh, my man, Billy Napier, is the first time I think in the history of this game is a double-digit dog to Tennessee, who Josh Heupel's done a wonderful job restoring Rocky Top there in Knoxville. But what Anthony Richardson will we get? Will we get week one? Will we get week two? And is there any appetite to take Florida and the points here? You know, it's funny, Michael. Uh, we, last uh, last night or yesterday afternoon when I was chatting with Matt Humans on the uh, college football betting podcast, he loves Florida in this spot. And he feels like this is just a, a bit of a market overreaction. And I thought Matt made a really good point, which is this has been a series, guys, dominated by Florida. And now Tennessee's on this rise and they deserve the accolades to to this point. But is this just a little bit too much of an overreaction in a series that I believe Florida has won 15 out of the last 16 games, and now they're catching over uh, 10 points here? So, you know, you make a really good point, Michael, about Anthony Richardson. Uh, He was phenomenal against Utah, but you take a step back. He hasn't thrown a touchdown pass this year. He's no touchdowns to four picks, uh, was all over the place against Kentucky. Uh, Obviously, they were fortunate last week to, uh, to get out with a win against South Florida as north of a three-touchdown favorite. This isn't a game I've personally played, but I do think you know this is a spot where it just feels like maybe it's a little bit too much for Tennessee to be laying. And you look at what Tennessee has done so far. They've taken care of business against two MAC teams. And then in the one game they played against a formidable foe on the road at Pitt, they needed overtime to win that game and ultimately did get the cover if you laid the six uh, just a couple weeks ago. So uh, this is a spot where it would be Florida or pass, and you're starting to see guys a little bit of market uh, backing in Florida as this is coming down from 11 down to 10, and I think some nine and a halfs out there in the market. New episode up, College Football Betting Podcast. Tim Murray joins us, of course, VEASAN Prime Time with Sean King, 6 to 9 Eastern. Remember when we're talking Arkansas and A&M, Tim and Michael Lombardi, remember this is neutral. This is to make Jerry yep. Jones happy. So it's Jerry World, <laughs> AT&T. But again, this is a 10-23 matchup. One thing I will say, Tim, and I'll let you run with the cap on this, Arkansas, who beat Missouri State last week, they were trailing after three quarters to Bobby Petrino's team in the FCS. So it, it looks a little bit better coming in at 10th ranked, 3-0 for Arkansas. This number opened to A&M laying it. A&M bounces back after the App State loss, and they're laying two as we sit here on Friday afternoon. So Texas A&M laying two hosting Arkansas there at Jerry World. Yeah, the uh, the Bobby Petrino Revenge Bowl last week. And, yeah. uh, Bobby Petrino almost got his old team, Patrick, last week. That was something to be seen. Um, yeah, this is you know a game where I'd have to look at the dog or, or nothing here. And I just, I fully anticipate this game. And, you know, if anything, guys, I'd probably look under. I I think this is going to be your classic, ugly, you know, slow pounding type of game. And I'll say this for Arkansas. Obviously, this is a rivalry game. As you mentioned, Patrick, this is a neutral site game uh, in Arlington at Jerry's World. I think this is an unfortunate spot for Arkansas, who next week gets to play Alabama. And they're going to be beaten up. I think this game in the trenches is going to be an absolute war uh, you know, you look at last week, Texas A&M, 17-9 win over Miami. Miami, some questionable calls, uh, deciding to kick field goals, maybe being a little too close to the vest, missed a couple field goals, and A&M ultimately got the cover there. So, you know, I, I think if anything in this game, guys, I would look towards the under because I, I fully can anticipate this game. Night game, obviously, it'll be charged up there at Jerry's World. But, I mean, this screams 20-17 to 17 type of game one way or the other. So, uh, this would be an underlook for me in Arkansas and Texas A&M, two games that just they are just going to want to grind it out. I do love the fact that Sam Pittman's in the underdog role. Man, there are coaches that just seem to thrive in that role, yep. and I feel like Sam Pittman is one of those guys at Arkansas. So the fact that they're catching a couple points here, that would make me intrigued in the Hogs there uh, on this neutral site. I'm going to go with Barry Odom, the defensive coordinator, versus the greatest quarterback coach in the history, Jimbo Fisher. I'm going to pick that one. I'm going to go in that matchup every time because Jimbo just dazzles me with his offensive acumen. 
Oh, yes. Oh, Jimbo. Oh, my God. You get Jimbo. Jimbo's great. He's a great play caller. Anyway, all right. I'm off Jimbo. There's my Jimbo rant for the weekend. Notre Dame opens up as a dog at North Carolina. They open up, and now they're the favorite. Explain that to me. How did North – I mean, I watched the North Carolina Cal game, and it was painful. Like, it was painful. Yeah. Both offenses were painful to watch. How is Notre well, Dame favorite against North Carolina? Well, I know your guy, Josh Applebaum, has to be grinning ear to ear on a, on a game like this, an ugly – Ugly scene where it seems like uh, everyone's on North Carolina. I know uh, over at VEASAN.com, Danny Burke wrote up UNC. I can't blame him, right? I mean, the offense, it, it looks impressive. The reason I would, I would think, and now this is a game, Michael, I said uh, earlier in the week there are games that you always kind of look at the card and say, I wouldn't touch that game with, uh, with your worst enemy's money. Yeah. Like, I have no idea what to do uh, with this game because I – the reason I think Notre Dame may have flipped to a favorite, and it's been going back and forth, as, as Vinny Maiulo will say, this game is toggling. Um, the reason I think that <laughs> is, Michael, if you watched the fourth quarter against Cal for Notre Dame, you finally saw what this offensive line was supposed to be. I mean, preseason, uh, respected people believe the strength of Notre Dame this year was their two lines. The defensive line, led by Isaiah Foskey, who could be a first-round pick, and the offensive line led by Jared Patterson, who also could be, a, I wouldn't say first round pick, but probably a day two pick there. And it's been disappointing. But you started to see that push late in the game. And North Carolina so far this season, guys, has been a bit allergic to defense. So yeah. the biggest question I have for, for this game, guys, is, is Notre Dame capable of scoring enough? Because we do know that Drake May is 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 emerging as a as a really big time quarterback down there at Chapel Hill and the big key here for UNC in this game guys Josh Downs is back he missed the last two games he's electric he had 142 yards receiving against the Irish last year so wouldn't touch it uh so it's it's been fascinating to watch the market kind of bounce back and forth trying to figure out what to do with this game Okay, Tim, good luck this weekend and tonight. By the way, congratulations to you and your partner, Sean. Looks like you advance in Circus Survivor with the Browns winning last night, no? Never in doubt, good boys. Call. Just, good uh, call, Tim. Just trusted in good the call. Browns. Oh, halftime. It's never going to be easy, Halftime, you were sweat. Yeah, it, halftime, it, you were sweating. It's never going to be easy. It's <laughs> Money line betters. Survivor's never going to be easy. Yeah, Survivor's no, it's never going to be easy. It's hard. Okay, brand new episode, College Football Betting Podcast. The host is Tim Murray, of course, VEASAN Prime Time, 6 to 9 p.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday. Thanks, Tim. Appreciate the time. Thanks, fellas. Thanks, Talk Tim. To you soon. Appreciate you. Okay, good stuff from Tim. We're going to transition just for you, Michael Lombardi. little horse racing with Jeremy Plonk, our oh, guy yeah. from Express Let's Bet. Do it. Uh, I, I've got a horse for you that could be a horse for the ages, uh -oh. and I mean that. Being compared to Secretariat. That's next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hey. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, first bet, Jeremy Plunk, Express Bet. They've been a sponsor, not just of the Lombardi line, but a great partner for years and years here at VEASAN. And when I tell you this is the greatest trip of all time, like, first off, Santa Anita is my favorite racetrack. So first bet and VEASAN are teaming up to give you the trip of a lifetime. So what does it include? It's October 6th through the 9th. You're going to get airfare, three nights hotel accommodations, tickets to the races. How about $1,000 in wagering vouchers from First Bet? It is the ultimate fan experience package. You can go to vcin.com slash horses to register right now, or you can go to first.com slash sweepstakes. When I tell you that Santa Anita takes your breath away every time you walk in with the mountains in the background, and then I tell you you get a hotel, you get airfare, and you get $1,000, you have to sign up now. It's vcin.com slash horses. The aforementioned Jeremy Plonk, editor-in-chief there at ExpressBet, joins us now. Talk a little of horse racing. So let me set this up. I, I, not being verbose, but Michael Lombardi loves history, Jeremy. He okay. loves Secretariat. He's got a picture of Secretariat. He loves greatness. Got it right we here. have a tendency in the game to build up horses, call them horses of a generation. But let's talk about a horse named Flightline. Flightline in November at the Breeders' Cup Classic is a minus 200 favorite right now. That's ridiculous. He is being compared to some of the greats of all time. You run with it. He's Gale Sayers. You know, I mean, Gale Sayers was one of the most gifted running backs in the history of the NFL, but didn't have the resume that some of the guys who rushed for 10, 12,000 career yards had the longevity. It's a shorter career for flight line. We're just looking at a handful of races and, and a couple of races this year. But what he has done has been superlative. It's been unmatched not only this year, but probably going back to maybe spectacular bid. In 1979, 1980. So we're dating 40 plus years since we've seen a horse as brilliant as Flightline. And you could argue generation versus generation, you know, but I will tell you, this is at least the best horse since Spectacular Bid in terms of raw, pure talent. He is just fast and he runs you into the ground. Jeremy, so are you basing this off of time races? I know Gail Sayers, I love the comparison. Gail Sayers, you know, the knee injuries affected his longevity in his career. But are you basing this greatness off of races or just his times of practices that are just staggering to people? It, not, you know, like times are only important in jail, as they say in horse racing. You know, <laughs> fast tracks make fast times, not necessarily fast horses. So if the conditions for racing are really souped up, a horse can run a really fast time and not be the most spectacular horse. Look at the track records at any racetrack in America, and it's not going to be the 10 best horses who ever ran there. It's horses who ran with really fast conditions that day. A fast horse and fast conditions make for an all-time kind of time. But with Flightline, it's the eyeball test. He travels fast. He runs good horses into the ground. And when they're winded and gassed, he just opens up. The way he won the Pacific Classic at a mile and a quarter, stretching out a quarter of a mile farther than he'd ever run. He had only run up to a mile in his first couple starts. But then to make that meteoric jump to a mile and a quarter, we call it the classic distance. It's the same distance as the Kentucky Derby. Most horses simply cannot run a mile and a quarter at top level. He did it and just drilled the great field out at uh, Del Mar, and he's going to get that same distance in the Breeders' Cup Classic, and everybody would expect to see that same kind of show. It's kind of like the eyeball test, Michael. You've evaluated talent your whole life, right? Yes, 4-2, yeah. something in the 40 will get you a, a high draft pick. But when you know a guy can really run, can really play, can really hit, has the ball skills, everything, this horse is the package. See, see, hold on now. The, even Jeremy Plunk, who comes at things from a different perspective, is agreeing with the masses here, Michael. This is a son of Tappet. Michael, you've heard me talk about Tappet, the greatest sire in North Tappet, America yeah, probably over the past 20 years. Flightline is a son of Tappet. When you see Flightline, he is visually stunning. And what he just did, you've heard of the Bayer uh, Speed 
figures, Michael, Andrew Bayer, he came up with the speed figures. Correct me if I'm wrong, but Flightline and the Pacific Classic, uh, Jeremy, ran the second fastest Bayer speed figures in over 30 years. Exactly. And it goes back to a horse named Ghost Sapper in 2004, was also up in that category. Ghost Sapper also won the Met Mile, a race that Flightline won, and then went on to win the Breeders' Cup Classic uh, at Lone Star Park in Texas that year. That's the same kind of path we're looking for uh, out of this horse, Flightline. And he is absolutely one of the most talented horses ever to hit the racetrack, certainly in my lifetime. I'm turning 51 here in a couple of weeks. I've been watching the races since the late 70s when I was just a little kid. This is the most talented horse I can remember in, you know, in my lifetime of 40 plus years watching race. Uh, all right. Greatness. So, Jeremy, I'm naive to all this. I, I don't know a lot about the racing world as you and Patrick do. So why am I not going to see flight line next May? And was I drink a mint julep at my favorite Kentucky Derby party with Bill Berman next to me? Like, am I going to see <laughs> flight time there or is this what like what, when am I going to see him? Well, Flightline is already age four. So the Kentucky Derby is for only three-year-olds. So you only get one chance. But why chance. did he run in the Derby? Well, he, he, question, why did he run problems, in the Derby? You know, it, like we talked with that Gail Sayers comparison, he hasn't had everything go right for him physically. He's had setbacks that delayed him getting to the races Got and it. then delayed him in spreading his races out. Um, so his races have had to be spread out a, a good distance. Pacific Classic in August. He won't run again until the 1st of November in the Breeders' Cup. So uh, he's had some physical issues. But when you can get him right and you can get him on the track, he's lights out. But again, the Kentucky Derby is only for three-year-old horses, and it's the first Saturday of May. And that's what makes the Kentucky Derby so beautiful. There are two minutes in your entire life on one day when you can win a Kentucky Derby. That's why you're remembered for all time. And that's what makes it so much special, more special than any other sporting event that we go at. There are literally two minutes in your entire life and the calendar sets those you don't where you have to be great. Jeremy Plonk, join us. It's a great question by Michael Lombardi because we always yeah. look to the three majors, right? You always look to the triple crown right. races when talking about the great horses, but that would exclude, I think, Cigar in the past, who's considered sure. one of the greats of all time. So this path from Flightline isn't traditional, Michael, but if he races next year, mm -hmm. we could start entering a different conversation as far as one of the all-time greats. Okay, Jeremy, I'm going to get to the sweepstakes here in a second. Let's talk mm -hmm. about uh, the Pennsylvania Derby coming up this weekend. That's grade right. one. This is Taiba versus Cyberknife in a rematch of the Haskell. Should Taiba be favored even though he lost in that race? This is a nice little field here. Yeah, you know, I think it's the Bob Baffert factor with Tyba that's uh, that, that's influenced the morning line maker to make him the favorite, and it could influence the general public as well. I think Cyberknife's the better of the two horses, and Cyberknife's victory last time, uh, or two starts back in the Haskell, then was validated when he ran a very good second in the Trappers behind Epicenter, who's the best three-year-old in America this year. So since the end of the Triple Crown series, two wins and a second to Epicenter for Cyberknife. He's had the best second half of the year of any three-year-old other than Epicenter, and I think he'll win the Pennsylvania Derby and beat Tyba. Tyba's a horse who's training a little bit better now than he had earlier in the year. He's still not a great workhorse. He's inexperienced, but he's got ceiling, right? I mean, he still has potential. He's like one of those guys coming out early for the draft that you say, I haven't seen it yet. He hasn't won the big games, but he's got the potential to be there. So, you know, Tyba certainly could win the Pennsylvania Derby, but I think Cyberknife is safer and better bet of the All right. There it is. And again, before we get to the before we get to the Breeders' Cup Classic, right now the look ahead is Flightline minus 200. That is an insane number. These are the best horses, not just in North America, in the world. What number do you think he goes off there in, in November? What price? It depends on field size, obviously, because it's paramutual, right? So if there are more horses, the, the odds probably won't be quite as low. But he's a two to five shot in the Breeders' Cup Classic. I think that's probably the kind of odds we're looking at. And if it's a smaller field, maybe he goes a dip below, maybe even to one to five. Uh, he is going to be heavily backed in there. I don't think we're going to see 10, 12, 13, 14 challengers lining up to take him on, even though it is a $6 million purse. And second money is as good as winning just about any other race on the calendar uh, when it comes to the Breeders' Cup Classic. But you also have Epicenter pointing towards the Breeders' Cup Classic. So you're not necessarily running for second money and saying, well, if we concede the flight line. So I don't think it's going to be a very large field size. So that puts him at one to five or two to five against five, six rivals, perhaps in the Breeders' Cup Classic.
That's ridiculous. By the way, Michael, he doesn't beat horses. He beats he beats them by twenty lengths. He destroys them. Meaning he yeah. he yeah, he crosses like the finish that. line, geared yeah. down, and then here comes you wait a fuck you wait a couple of seconds, and here comes horses. At, I mean, he's just he's stunning. I'm going to and YouTube really, on the break to watch this. I'm going to YouTube you have to. on the break to watch Go- this. Google Google Flightline Pacific Classic. And yeah. if you don't get excited about that, you ain't alive, bro. Now, the horse he, something the horse else that's he exciting. drew away from in that race has earned over $10 million. The yes. horse he blew out has oh earned gosh. $10 million. That's the difference between resume and talent we talk about, you know? Uh, this is the Gale Sayers versus right. Emmett Smith discussion. Uh, he was unbelievable in beating a $10 million earner. Well, I want to thank you, Jeremy, and First Bet, because this, the sweepstakes, I neglected to mention the grand prize, which includes airfare to Santa Anita, three nights hotel, $1,000 in betting vouchers, the ultimate fan experience. You can also bring a friend. You can also bring a guest. This is literally the coolest giveaway we've done at VEASAN in my four years here. Remember, go to VEASAN.com slash horses to register. That's VEASAN.com slash horses, or you can go to first.com slash sweepstakes. Jeremy Plonk, thank you, buddy. Appreciate you. Jeremy, thank you. I learned a don't lot. Thank you, sir. share the betting voucher, though. You can bring a friend, but <laughs> no, don't no. share. <laughs> it's $1,000 for you to spend at maybe the most aesthetically pleasing place on the planet. That's Santa Anita. That's Jeremy. We're back. It's the Lombardi line. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.